Welcome in Iowa Hawkeye fans to another episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since we've recorded one. My internet is garbage in my apartment. And uh, let's just face it, Iowa is terrible. Uh, we got Joey and Stin, but this is a special version. We are on our way to Columbus right now, and we are recording in a 12-person van we are renting right now. How could how little could you pay for your internet that the, the service is better on I-65 South in Indiana <laughs> than it is in your apartment? Well, smartass, we're not connected to uh, any Wi-Fi here, so usually we're doing it over Skype, so it's kind of garbage the okay. way it is. Well, uh, either way, I'd, I'd just say figure your shit out, Luke. So, That's maybe, m- you know. All right. Yeah, so we're we're in Indiana right now. I think yeah. Trash state, by the way. Trash state, better than Illinois. Fact confirmed. No. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Iowa has looked absolutely terrible since the last time we recorded. I, they lost to Iowa State, I think. Right? Did we not even record after that? No, no we, we haven't did. recorded we did. since the string of losses. I Wait, there wasn't. It wasn't a string of losses. I we lost to Iowa State, then we won against Nevada. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the last two losses we haven't recorded. Yeah, we haven't recorded since the Nevada game. Yeah, it, we didn't record after the night game we went to. I don't think so. Did we? Uh, Maybe we did. Tough to say. Uh, but I don't know. There's been zero bright spots to this season so far, and we're halfway through. Would you guys agree with that? Scott Frost got fired. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'd I'd prefer for him to still be the coach in Nebraska, though, because he's so terrible at his job, and it, him being there just ensured that Nebraska was always going to be horrible. No, I just look forward to them hiring another star child and just him ultimately failing as well. I think it was just, like, the funniest possible version of Nebraska was Scott Frost staying their head coach and thinking that he was going to turn it around while he was very clearly horrible at what he was trying to do. Yeah, and now they're getting, like, yesterday on Twitter there was a bunch of rumors that there was a plane that went from Oxford, Mississippi to uh, Lincoln, Nebraska yesterday. So there was a all Lane the, Kiffin is not about to go to fucking Nebraska. I can guarantee you that. I mean, yeah. Nebraska's cool. fans are so irrational on who their next coach would be. Like... Who, who could like? I wouldn't put them up there getting like any of the top names this year. Like even Lance Leipold from Kansas, I don't think he would leave. Would you leave an up-and-coming program to go to a program that's currently in the dumps? I wouldn't leave hell to go to Nebraska. Personally, I wouldn't know because Nebraska fucking sucks. But that's an objectively way better job than staying the coach at Kansas is. Like, there's no question about it. You can recruit better. You'll get paid better. The fans care a whole hell of a lot more. Your buyout would be ginormous. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, I hate Nebraska. Wouldn't, you know, wouldn't move there. But, like, it's an objectively way better job than the Kansas job is. Uh, yeah. But, all right, so back to Iowa. We, we, went, we started the podcast and went straight to Nebraska. That's what the Iowa football season's yeah, been so far. Diversion tactic. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, what do you even say? It's the same shit. Yeah, I, I, there's nothing that can be said at this point that hasn't been covered already. I mean, it's just special teams and defense are what we thought they were going to be. And somehow, on a weekly basis, the offense finds new ways to disappoint us. And at this point, I think Kirk just has to be trolling the entire Iowa media and fan base with some of the absolute fucking... 
bullshit that he spouts out about the offense and about the quarterbacks and the play calling and whatever the goddamn else he wants to say. Nobody in the fucking world gives a goddamn how the Iowa offense is practicing because the defense, or because in the games, it's so miserable. I don't give a shit if they look like freaking Vince Lombardi out there on the goddamn practice field. The game results are the only thing that I give a shit about, and they're worse than we have ever seen, and they're not doing anything to fix it. And it's not like we're getting blown out. Like, Michigan, we lost 27-17 to 17 or whatever, but in the fourth, early in the fourth quarter, Iowa had the ball inside the 10-yard line with a chance to make it a 20-14 to 14 game. And, like, at that point, you know, you still got to fight, but you're in it at least. And uh, from within the 10-yard line on four, on four plays... How many times did Iowa attempt to pass into the end zone? The answer is zero. Yeah, and, and the fourth, yeah, the fourth down play, yeah, it didn't make the goal line. Like, what are we doing? It didn't make the. F- uh, it, uh, it didn't even. We could have got a first down on that play. Yeah, we could have. We could have got a first down. It didn't even make it to the fucking first down marker. It's just, it, I, I don't. There's, I, I can't say anything constructive at this point because it's just not going to get better. So. We can just cross our fingers and hope that at the end of this season, at a bare minimum, Brian Ferentz cannot stay as the offense coordinator. And I know that he's kind of just doing what Kirk wants him to do, so it probably won't make that much of a change. At a minimum, you have to make that change. And, and nothing against him personally, because he is a nice guy, Spencer Petrus won't be in the program anymore for Kirk to just be like, well, we're going based off of his uh, body of work to, like, just fall back on him continuing to be the starting quarterback because that has to change, too. The thing I don't like about the Kirk argument, oh, it's his offense. Yes, that is correct. It's been his offense for 20 years is what he wants to do. However, you've seen successful offenses come out of – or not terribly successful. I'm not going to – like, they might have been top 20 one time under the Ferentz regimen with uh, Brad Banks, Banks. I think. And then uh, Brian says his stupid fucking thing about how having a mobile quarterback is like playing backyard football, and we don't want to do that at Iowa. Get fucked. Get, like, what are... Do you understand what's happening in the game of college football currently? We're not saying that you need to have a run-first quarterback in your fucking team, but having a quarterback that can make plays with his legs and is mobile, it's not playing backyard football. It is a legit asset... And it's necessary to have a competent offense in college football in today's age. So we've only given up 27 points as our max this season. Uh, and we're, what are we, 9.8 points allowed on the season as a whole, Something I think? Something like that, yeah. So, like, we have any offense at all. We are, like, probably a top 10 team. Maybe the one loss still to Michigan. It's just so frustrating because everything is right there, and you have all of the cape. Like, I would say we do have talented players on offense. I would, our offensive line is terrible, just straight up one of the worst in Power Five, which is when you combine that with the worst quarterback in Power Five and the worst play calling in Power Five, you get the offense that Iowa currently has. And don't get me wrong, I, I, Petrus should have been pulled a long time ago. But I still am hesitant to blame him because he's not going to pull himself. He doesn't have time to, per, like, in the pocket, you know? It's well, not, you, you don't have to blame him either, but he, yeah. he it's not his fault completely, but he has made some horrible, oh, horrible yes, he throws. Has. It's, 
it's not his fault that he hasn't been pulled and that they keep trotting him out there, but at the same time, you can acknowledge that he has major shortcomings at the quarterback position. Like, he misses throws like... He throws balls at receivers' feet all the time. He doesn't go through his progressions. He cannot use his legs to, like, get out. Those are, like, his abilities are his abilities. It's more uh, like a condemnation on the coaching staff that they continue to, like, keep him in there and put him in these situations than it is, like, on his ability at quarterback. Time out. Can we uh, get a, a fact check on that word Austin just threw out there? Condemnation? That, that That's fair play. Is it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Can you define he, it? He said it He said it more like the thing that goes on your penis during sex. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like condemnation, but... <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Ever, literally, like... and the, So we're going to Ohio State. We're going to see this game tomorrow. I'm calling it the ass-kicking of a lifetime we're probably going to see. And I, there's been only two games I can remember in the Kirk Ferentz era where it's been like, oh, we're going to get murdered. And it was Ohio State in 17 and Michigan in 16. This game feels significantly worse than either of those two times. Um, yeah. I mean, that's because, like, our offense was not in the good category in those years, but, like, it wasn't, like, legit worst in the country bad, and that's what we're rocking with right now. I I just, it's almost impossible to envision a scenario in which the Iowa offense alone, I'm not counting special teams or defense scores, where the offense alone puts up 21 points in a football game. That's, the fact that that is, like, a total crazy, like, not attainable number tells you everything that you need to know about this year's offense. And It just, it puts such a, a stain, and it pulls down the ceiling of this team this year so far. It's almost criminal. So you look at it now, we've already seen the effects of what, like, we, are, we lost Kendrick Raphael from Florida, the four-star running back. He decommitted. Uh, and we're sitting at 3-3 three and three right now, almost certainly going to be 3-4 and four on Sunday morning. And we still have to play Minnesota, Wisconsin, and uh, Purdue. Yeah. And Nebraska. For, for the, all, we can talk shit about Nebraska all we want. The, the games we play against them are usually very, very close. Yeah. So there is, it's, I'd say more likely than not at this point that Iowa does not become bowl eligible this year. Yeah, I, that's, I mean, that, that would imagine have to be the odds on favorite, especially after tomorrow. Yeah. If you're saying that you're going to get a win against Northwestern and you'll get a win against Nebraska, uh, so I, we're chalking up Ohio State as a loss. Wisconsin always has our number. Purdue always has our number. Northwestern? Uh, Minnesota looks pretty decent this year. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. At six and six has to be our ceiling right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no way we're going eight and four. Seven and five would be if you start averaging, like, at least 21 points a game on offense. But I, that that's just not going to happen. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, it's just a real shitty situation. And this is kind of what I feared. I didn't want Kirk to, like, have this kind of, You stick around long enough to become the villain, you know? He's Hayden frying himself. Yeah. And, like, I've heard some of the older generations. I don't remember Hayden Fry's exit. I was, like, two or three years old. So, But they've compared it to that. And 
Yeah. I mean... It's all self-inflicted, too. He is so set in his ways and so sure that, like, what he's trying to institute on offense is the only correct way. And it's very obviously not. Like, the offensive game in college football has, like, moved light years ahead of what Iowa is trying to do. So, that sucks. And if I'm a skill position player right now, I am looking everywhere but Iowa to go to college. What, if you are a talented receiver or running back or even quarterback, what incentive do you have to go to Iowa when you know that they're just going to try and keep running zone-blocked power eye and throw the ball less than 20 yards down the field like it there's no incentive for any good skill players to go to Iowa at this point so I'd like our offense is horrible right now and we have some pretty good like Arlen Bruce was a four-star um, Keegan, Keegan Johnson, Johnson who has a- been injured all season was a four-star like we have good running backs right now in the next two three recruiting cycles if nothing changes I'd why would anybody that's worth a damn on the offensive side of the ball commit to Iowa? That's my fear. Uh, yeah, I mean, Keegan Keegan and Arland are so talented. They're going to have people. I don't know if it's temp, t- considered tampering if other schools reach out in college level. Is it considered if tampering? If not in the but transfer like, portal, it the is. Other schools would be dumb not to reach out to those guys. They're, they're both extremely talented. Especially after seeing how Charlie Jones is doing at Purdue. Like, I don't think Charlie Jones is nearly as talented as either of those guys. And he's got more touchdowns than our whole entire team. <laughs> That's so sad. He do- well, th- I mean, uh, you want to hear an even more sad offensive statistic? Yeah, we love it. So, um, Spencer Petrus has two passing touchdowns on the entire season, which is shocking, three interceptions. Um... C.J. Stroud, Heisman frontrunner for Ohio State, has thrown 24 touchdown passes so far this year. He's throwing 12 touchdowns for every one that Iowa has thrown so far this year. It's They're playing different games. So do we want to talk about the game tomorrow then? Like what? I'm just interested to see what happens, how bad it gets. I have a hard time believing Ohio State covers 30 points. Isn't it 28 and a half? No, it's 30. I just checked. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, that is an absolutely ass-load amount of points. So, and I've talked about it with you guys already, but my vision for how this game goes is that in the first half, Iowa keeps it relatively close, maybe within like 10 or 14 points. Um, defense is going to be doing everything that they can, but they're probably going to end up being on the field for 20-plus minutes in the first half. And then second half is going to happen. The defense is just going to be gassed, and then that's when Ohio State's athletes are just going to start taking over. It also doesn't help that uh, they're getting Smith and Jigba back for the guy who went absolutely insane in the Rose Bowl last year. If you watch that, five touchdowns and like 370 yards. Yeah, yeah. So he's their best receiver, and their receivers are were already stacked. Marvin Harrison Jr. His dad's a literal Hall of Famer in the NFL. Like it's just. Yeah, so I think that it'll be close for a half, but then they're they're just going to out-athlete us, out-athletic us in the second half. The only way I think it stays close in the first half is if we, we manage to get, like, on the first drive of the game we get the ball, 
we we get like two first downs and just eat the clock try and trim as much time off as you can that's literally how we have to win we can't we can't we can't like just eat up clock though because we're not even capable of putting together consecutive first downs on drives like you have to be able to run the ball effectively to try and eat the clock and play like a field position type of game Iowa's offense is not even capable of like the most base level like competency on offense to be able to do that what percentage chance what before the game in 2017 what percentage chance do you think you would have given Iowa to win that game that was a loaded team, too. Five? You would have given them five? I probably would have gone higher than that. I was a lot more confident going into that than I am this one. I mean, I didn't think they were going to win or anything, but I have, like, no confidence in this game. Yeah. Uh, my confidence for this game, if that's what you're getting to, half, half a percent chance that we win. I would almost say zero. <laughs> that, like, what? I said, like, I said half just to leave the fuck, the door not even open, but, like, one lock undone. And believe me, I I love the Hawkeyes, and I want them to do well. However, I do think losing is good right now. Because it forces change. So, I'm conflicted about that thought process. Because in any other program in the country, yes, it does force change. And it makes you realize that what you're doing doesn't work. But at this point with Kirk Ferentz who has, to this point, shown that he's clearly not willing to make a change, at least within this season. He doesn't, you know, he's running the same offensive philosophy that he has done for the last 23 years of his career. And you've got Gary Barta, whose balls are in Kirk Ferentz's wallet. So there's not going to be a change in that front. Not to mention that Kirk has a $44 million buyout. We're not going to see significant change because Kirk does what he wants to do, and he knows that he has ultimate job security. You know what's going to be hilarious is come when do the assistants get their raises? Early next spring or something like that yeah, usually? Sometime after the football season. Um, they're not going to get rid of Brian, and he's going to get a raise. And it, yeah. the, the salary will go over a million dollars this next raise probably. Yeah. And pa- fans are going to love it. Oh, my God. Every, every, after every game we've lost, I've yelled, Brian Ferentz gets paid $900,000 a year to suck at his job. That's amazing. I mean, if we're talking about, like, best jobs to have in America, being a football coach that's terrible at it, honestly, kind of one of the best things. Because then you just get fired and you get a huge buyout. So then you get paid to not have to work. Yeah, like, uh, Jimbo Fishers at A&M, Texas A&M, they've already kind of been throwing that one around. $98 million. Holy fuck. He's there through 2031, so it goes down by, like, $10 million every year. But $98 million if they were to fire him this year. And you know what's weird about that? If A&M boosters wanted him gone, $98 million would be at his doorstep tomorrow. Texas football boosters are a whole different breed of people. It's, it's the difference between elite and Iowa. Granted, Texas A&M, they've never won a national championship. I mean, there's a lot of differences between elite and Iowa, if we're being honest. I don't know. The funding from the booster certainly doesn't hurt. Them being able to bread up the, the pl- players' tickets over the years before it was technically illegal, that didn't hurt. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think elite and, like, there's a big gap between Iowa and, like, and being anything resembling an elite college football program. I'm talking about from, like, a booster perspective, 
uh, recruiting perspective, uh, just like coaching, honestly, facilities like Iowa is very good for being Iowa. Like, and we kind of understand what our expectations are for them, but like Iowa is not even in the same conversation as like what you would consider to be the elite college football like teams or programs. You know what? Like, if there's still those wildly optimistic Iowa fans who, if Iowa wins on Sunday or Saturday, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, look, where are all you haters now?" You know, I'll still be standing yeah. here, hand up. I'll be ready, banging in, on in, Brian's door. Unless, in a world that does not exist, Iowa wins this game by putting up 45 points offensively and just entirely changing everything that they have been to this point, which will not and cannot happen with the current players and offensive coaching staff. Like, then I could be like, oh, maybe they are trying to change things, but that's not going to be the case. So I will, even if we somehow win this game by defense and special teams and fucking, I, I don't even know what would have to happen, I will still stand here and I will still criticize and, like, talk shit about this Iowa offense because it deserves criticism. It doesn't deserve to be, like, you don't deserve to not be, like, talked down upon or, like, praised or not when, like, you're doing what they're doing. Do we want to lay out score predictions? I said that Ohio. that's a lot of points for Ohio State to cover. So I was thinking, like, 30, 35 to 35 to 10. You think we're scoring a touchdown? Defense. <laughs> Defensive touchdown. We're usually good for one or two. I'm going to go Ohio State, the Ohio State University, 42, Iowa, 9. So they cover there. In your world, they're covering? Uh... Yeah. That is that is not a cover. Yeah, 40. What'd you say? 41? 42 to 9. Yeah, that's a cover. Joey, that's 33 points. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ohio State covers. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Iowa cover. Oh, no, no, no. No. <laughs> Stin? Sorry, this is not a geometry podcast. <laughs> um, 45 to 7. Ohio State, but we get our seven points on a field goal and two safeties. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. This ain't South Dakota. They got C.J. Stroud back there, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Well, here's the thing. Torrey Taylor pins him at the one twice, and then we just get a good push on the defensive line. Does that – honestly, you might call me stupid for saying it. That To me, that feels more likely – us getting seven points that way than our offense scoring a touchdown against Ohio State. Oh on no, Saturday. I think it's defensive in my scenario. Defense for touchdown. Um, all right. Any other notes on this game? Me and Joey got absolutely loaded. Uh, Danny, shut up. Uh, <laughs> any? So no other notes. No, I mean I don't. I don't have anything constructive to say, like outside of what we've said already so yeah uh i'm going into this game with zero expectations and maybe somehow i'll be you know surprised but i'm, I'm going for the experience of just like being at a different big 10 stadium and kind of doing their game day and 
you know, see what their nightlife is like. But uh, I'm not going to this game because I think I was going to win. No. Um, all right. Do we want to ask if the crowd has any questions at this point in time? We have a few listeners in the band who are not participating. Danny's got a question. Are you going to give him your mic then, Joey? <laughs> If anyone in the Iowa City area has seen my credit card, please <laughs> deliver it to 1257 Melrose Ave. Not a question. Danny lost his Way to dox da- Danny lost his credit card at the last home game 3 weeks ago and went to go get it on like Monday night this week, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. <laughs> Waited almost a month and, and they didn't have it. Big surprise there. Shocker, cuz usually most normal people would have just canceled and ordered a new one. Most normal people would have gone the next day to well, try yeah, to Yeah, yeah, um, You guys got any questions? Yeah. Yeah. You want the mic? Sure. Yeah. We, we got a question from Trent Betts coming up here. Uh, Trent Betts from uh, Primetime Sports Bank Network. <laughs> um, just want to kind of gauge the interest of uh, the rest of the conference. Any opinion on Illinois being the best-ranked defense in the country at 10.3 points per game? And what about the rumors about Brett uh, potentially coming back to Iowa? Um, so, uh, I think Illinois is legit this year. I mean, obviously, Brett understands what it takes to be a good team, and especially in the Big Ten West. Um, and this is not – I'm not saying this as a slight against Illinois because I think Iowa falls into the same boat here. Their defensive numbers can probably look a little bit better because the offense in the Big Ten West – is as bad as it could be anywhere else in the country. So, like, yes, they're only giving up 10 points a game, but also, like, teams in, like, the Big Ten West also average, like, 22 points a game. So, but I I think they're good. Like, they're playing Big Ten West football. Run the ball, play good defense. I would officially like to make a statement here. I'm jumping on the Illinois bandwagon for the rest of this season. ILL. I and I. I would I would be lying if I said I've watched a single down of Illinois football this year, but I too am jumping on the bandwagon with our our fellow Big Ten West brethren. Oh, yeah. We uh the Big Ten Glad West is is fighting the worst battle to try and win possible, which is who gets to go to uh, Indianapolis in December and lose by thirty five points to either Michigan or Ohio State. Here's a question. <laughs> last year last year John came with us, even though he was an Illinois fan. Are we going with John? I pledge to never go back. <laughs> Make the trip to Indy. We're we're almost. Are we almost to Indy? Eighty-two miles, 82 miles 82 to mile, Indy. Eighty-two miles to Indy. Yeah, Here's I, I said we Captain should. St- speaking, oh, by the way. I said we should stop there and take a picture with it, because uh, we'll never see it again. Yeah. As driver Joey vetoed that. Yeah, uh, I'm never I, going back. I actually, I have a question for John. A little Illinois football history, because I actually don't know the answer to this. Um, when was the last time that Illinois beat? Uh, Minnesota, Iowa, and Wisconsin in the same football season. Oh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Give him, give him the mic. <laughs> like all the way back to the Geronimo Allison days or further? Don't, didn't they answer? It was like the 80s, I thought. <laughs> was it really? I think it was the 80s. <laughs> yeah, it was a while. Yeah. Wow. This, well, what, was, what was our last beat of Iowa? 2008. It had been eight, eight? years in a row that yeah. Iowa had won, so... Oh yeah, we stink. I mean, we broke the North, the Nebraska one was nineteen twenty nine. Holy shit! We broke shit. that a couple years ago, though. Is Indiana number one in wind energy? This this state is blowing us all over <laughs> oh, the road. Oh, it's the turbines. Look at the turbines. It's the, yeah. Why do they why do they got those? Making it windy here out here. 
we have to get to Trent's second question there, which was, are the how do we feel about the Burt rumors? If if uh, actual rumors, you want to oh, call them? Uh, oh, first of all, I think that they're made up by Mr. Betts. <laughs> I don't think that they actually exist. No, that it, it is a rumor now that exists. Yeah. Well, I rumors guess, yeah, it's a rumor by that. a person, by some people, you might say. People are saying this. Um, but uh, I give... Yeah. Uh, I give that a zero uh, percent chance of happening, uh, mostly because Kirk isn't going anywhere in the near future. And as I understand it, I think Bielema just kind of hates Iowa now. So I don't think he has any desire to go back there anyway. If he hated it that bad, he'd get the tattoo removed or at least modified. Uh, I, if if Ference got forced to retire, they're not going to fire him. Uh they would at least I would I would imagine they would express interest. Who yeah the people who say Bob Stoops, what's the point of that? He's he's a mid sixty year old fella at this point. And in ten years you're probably gonna be have to be looking for another coach. So I think he Ten years okay, like at Iowa we've had two head coaches for the last forty plus years. That's the exception to the rule. Like to have the same head coach at one program in college football for ten plus years is the exception, not the rule. So, like, if you have a head coach that's there for successfully for ten years and then they retire, that's like that doesn't happen very often at other places. Like that would be a very successful run. Like if it, if it, if Kirk was gone, I think it would your your top candidate would probably be Lavar Woods, and then I'd imagine Brett Bielema would be number two. I, I don't know. This is all hypothetical. Yeah. <laughs> this is all irrelevant. Because no, Matt rules too big time. He won't be coming to Iowa. I don't know if. Oh they yeah, did, they did. Let's Herm talk about Brady. Arizona State. Uh, how how did you feel when uh, they fired Herm Edwards literally on the field? <laughs> it was rude. Yeah, it was time to go. He was uh, he had his ups and downs, but ultimately just not really good. Um, not really a good fit, I guess. He's too old to relate to the players, much like Sleepy Tony. Yeah, I've also heard that, Joe. <laughs> uh, all right. Do we have any other questions? <laughs> um. All right. So. More of a south. Do it. Wait. I got one. This one's for Joey. Oh boy. If we are walking distance from a strip club at our AMB, are you going? Only if we're within walking distance. I'm not getting in an Uber to a strip club. No Uber? No Uber to strip clubs. What if I get the Uber for you, for it, us? That's not it. It's not that I don't want to pay for the Uber. It's just on principle. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. If it's within uh, walking distance, I'm there. If not, not there. Uber's on me, Joy. <laughs> Uber's always on me, buddy. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Do we want to talk about basketball at all? or No. I mean, there's not a lot to talk about. Let's save that. And let's just dedicate. Let's do just a dedicated basketball. At once, Iowa inevitably loses this game, and maybe Northwestern. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, we got a draft. Of hold on, speak one second. Speaking of strip clubs, Stan, don't you have some some strippers' mortgage to pay in Indy, Indy that you haven't uh, paid in a while? Uh no. I, I made a pretty big installment last time we were there, so I should oh. be I should be clear for a while. Okay. <laughs> I just don't want her to be hurting. Uh, trust me, she was not after after we left. All right, so we're drafting today. It is we're gonna draft a meal. So you got to draft a drink, an appetizer, and or side, and then your main course and dessert. Did we decide if it's if it's something you make at home or it could be anywhere? I think it's anywhere. Okay, well I'm yeah. doing home. All right, uh, who picks the order? 
Um, let's who, tra- let, who traveled let, the furthest to be here today? Let's let me go first because I'm driving. Joe. Well, maybe shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Danny's holding the uh, remote right in my face. Oh, oh the yeah. The microphone. Okay. The remote. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we'll go Joey, Stin, me. I'll go last. Four, yeah, four picks, obviously. I'm right, is Danny not playing? Or is Danny? Danny's playing. Oh, Danny's in. <laughs> Danny's playing. <laughs> All right. Joey, so, let's get this rolling. All right. With my first pick, I'm for I'm gonna go with um Ann Myers' white white person enchiladas. She makes as my main dish, she makes such good fucking enchiladas. And I knew one of these clowns would take it, so our mom is just a delightful cook. There's in like I, I believe we've said this before on the podcast. There's a reason me and Luke and Danny are all obese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love you, mom. Your food is delicious though. Top top notch, right? John 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 Trader's oh, a big fan. Immaculate cook, immaculate. I gain. Hey, look at Ohio State a- fans. Boo! 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 Ohio State! Boo! <laughs> I gain ten pounds every weekend. I go out there. <laughs> uh, all right, Stin. Mm. Okay. Boo! What do we want to go with here? What am I I'm trying to think? How to? I think I'll probably take an appetizer first because. It, feel like there's less good options there. Um, John, can we get a shot clock put in? Yeah. Oh, suck oh, my yeah. dick. Start at five. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for, it's not really going to make a meal together very well, but uh, for an app, I'm going to go with cheese curds. Solid. I mean, you can't go wrong. And are we doing the white cheddar ones or, like, the Wisconsin ones? Or just, like, regular frozen, like... Just regular cheese curds. Everybody looked at me like I was stupid. Oh, that was... Yeah, you could have saw that, yeah. All right. Uh, not bad. I mean, probably the best best side from, like, a restaurant or anything you go to. You, you never miss. Well, yeah, but not every restaurant has calamari either. This isn't, this isn't a... We're not picking a meal that you can get at every restaurant that you go to. I... Yeah, trumpets. You probably don't want every restaurant to make calamari. Yeah, that's a good point as well. That's, that's a very, very good fair. point. Very fair. I'm going to go uh, in July. Me and Joey went to our cousin's house in Aurora, and we made a separate trip to this wing spot called Gator's Wing Shack in Palatine, Illinois. Arguably the best. I would put them 1A and 1B with Mickey's in Iowa City. Uh, they don't have as much breading, but my God, were they just delicious chicken wings. They they were good. Um, so that was my main. Danny's going. Oh, Danny's going. <laughs> so am I, am I doing two here? Yeah, back okay. to back. So I'm going with the dessert first just because I feel like this is a very popular choice and it's easily the best dessert, a zookie. Zook, warm cookie with ice cream and like topped with fudge is undefeated. Nothing is better than that. Are you are you choosing a specific kind of cookie? Chocolate chip cookie. <sighs> Chocolate chip cookie. Because like you can pair ice cream with like other food, like other desserts, but it is not as good as a warm cookie. Yeah, I was gonna call. say that too. Mm, I didn't even pick. make my list. Uh, and then for an appetizer, I chose a pretzel with beer cheese. That's just oh, that's good. Always call. so good. That's a good. One. Soft pretzel always hits. 
Applebee's has such good pretzels with. You know what? Cheese. Applebee's gets shit, shit on a lot. It's just the most okay food you'll yeah, always it's have. Like like it's like McDonald's just, fast it's, food. You, you know what you're going to get. It's not there to blow your socks yeah, off. It's, but it's not the best meal you'll you ever have, but it's going to be consistent every time. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. I am going to go with my side. And I enjoy potato salad. A nice potato salad, like a summer day, you know, maybe you're grilling out. Mm, I love potato salad. Potato salad is fucking delicious. Yeah, shout out mom. Homemade potato salad, obviously. Although, what was that, Fairway brand? They put the cut up eggs in it as well. It, uh, that's tasty. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, okay. Um, for my drink... I am going to go with, like, a big fountain Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Although, I'd argue Dr. Pepper's lost some of those 23 flavors over the years. Anybody else? I've transitioned to more of a Mr. Pib guy, Pib Extra. Uh, Pib Extra's bomb. If I ever see Pib Extra on the, on the gun, I'm getting it. Uh, Pizza Ranch has the best fountain Mr. Pib in any location. Correct. All right, Joey. All right, for my appetizer, I'm going with buffalo chicken dip. Mm. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's solid. That's you'll never, solid. you'll never take buffalo chicken dip to a party and leave with any of it left. And if there is, it's just a part that's like crusted to the side of the crock yeah. pot. Yeah, that's good too, though. Scrape it off. If it gets too burnt, though, like yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, next one, Joe. That may or may not be the fuzzbuster you hear in the background. Um, so then for my drink, I'm going with a great big old. Ice cold glass of two percent milk. Ice cold milk. I yeah, nothing wrong. I with don't. That. I don't drink much milk. I don't drink much milk, but when I'm having a nice home cooked meal, a glass of cold milk, it's a spot. What's it with uh, like when you eat ice cream? Does anybody else crave milk? I just I, I just get thirsty when I yeah. eat ice cream. Usually Weird. it's water, but yeah. All right, back to you, Stin. Okay, uh, for my main, I'm gonna go. With a no, you went. Twice. You just went twice. Yeah. Um, for my main, I'm gonna go with um, a good thick bone-in pork chop. Yeah. Over like a charcoal grill. Yeah, I never used to like pork chops growing up, but they've grown on me over yeah. the years. I've a good a good marinated Iowa chop over charcoal can't beat it. Yeah, that's good. Um, mine, my next one is going to be my dessert and I'm going to go with my mom's homemade cheesecake. I only ever get it once a year on my birthday, uh, cause it's the only cake I ever want, but absolutely bussin'. Grow up, Joey. Did you see the bars I was going to make for this trip? No, I didn't. It was where you make pretty much, uh, the topping for apple crisp. And then you put cheesecake on top of it and then a layer of pumpkin cheesecake. Yeah, Danny fucked us on that one. It was it would have taken way too long to make last night at 8 p.m. Well, Danny, a little effort wouldn't have killed you. <laughs> Maybe if you wouldn't have put it off for so fucking long. Yeah. I was busy, Austin. Yeah, I'm, I'm a full-time student. All right, you're back-to-back Danny, here, Danny. doesn't take up much okay. time. So my... What am I... I have my main dish Sheesh. and my drink. Ooh, my gosh. Uh, so for my main dish, I was very concerned Austin was about to take it. It's another dish by Ann Myers. 
where so you why take, were you concerned that I was well, gonna take it? I don't know Barb might make it too uh, it's pork chops with like pie filling and then stuffing on top of it it is like the weirdest match made in heaven it's insanely good that is very so good that was like a Facebook a, recipe a pork yeah. chop, basically it's, it's, it's on it's top stuffed. it's not stuffed Austin. it's more like a cake that you just top with stuff yeah uh, and then lastly my drink I did not even think to go like the non-alcoholic route well, with if it if I'm eating a meal I don't yeah I don't like, I'd rather have a non-alcoholic drink I know, while I'm but eating to wash it down uh, oh. so my drink of choice Holy would be Oh my We've been God. in traffic for a long time. The uh, uh, flag up over on the on the driver's side looks like it's ready to fucking come off. Yeah, we'll be all right. So to round it out, my drink of choice is a schooner of the black and gold from Mickey's. If you don't know what that is, it is where they put uh, Angry Orchard in the bottom of a glass, and then they use a spoon to separate the next layer of drink, which is Guinness, on top of it. So you have a crisp line between the two. And yeah, it's very good. Schooner? Schooner. It's like a big glass. Oh. It's the size of the glass that it's in. It's very big. Okay. All right. Very size good. doesn't matter. It's kind of like a chalice. Yeah, some chalice. Would say. That was the word I was looking for. Uh, yeah, you should give it a try. All right. My final pick here. Very exciting pick water. Hey, real quick. Ooh. I was in the middle of my pick. Okay. Okay. I would like water. All right. Now, what would you? Water's like? a good pick. That honestly, water's probably the drink I drink the most. Yeah. Oh, for at sure. Least As when I'm eating and stuff. Yeah. I yeah. don't. Yeah. All right. What are you saying, Joe? Oh, uh, so we got 83 miles to empty. We're kind of in some traffic right now. There's a gas station up here. Should I just stop and get it? Get what? Gas. Oh yeah, sure we can. We can do that. All right. Uh, all right. You two do your last. <laughs> last two picks. <laughs> uh, okay. So for my dessert. I'm gonna go with a uh, a red velvet cupcake with cream cheese frosting. That's good. Not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. Solid. And with the final pick of the draft, Joey. Final pick of the draft. It's a seasonal seasonal dish. A uh, dessert. Apple crisp. Warm apple crisp with. Ice cream, a dollop of ice cream on top. You, you, you literally cannot beat that. Impossible. So I win on that one. Do we want to throw out any honorable mentions? Uh, Blizzard from Dairy Queen for dessert. Yeah, specifically the uh, Riverside, Iowa City Dairy Queen location. And then you could also do the Blizzard for the main course, just a hot dog dipped in the Blizzard. <laughs> I, like for desserts, I had lemon pudding dessert that Ooh. Mom makes, Butterfinger dessert, and rhubarb pie. I'm really surprised you didn't pick Butterfinger dessert. I had. I thought for sure that was going to be one of your. For my shows. sides, I had cheesy potatoes, and this is a wild one. Oriental salad. I was thinking like Thanksgiving, it really brings your plate together a little bit. And then I had like for my main courses was uh, Happy Joe's, Mickey's Wings, and a sushi buffet. Just anywhere sushi buffet. I feel like calling it Oriental salad is a little controversial. It has to be from somewhere. Why don't we figure that out and then get the ethnicity right? Honorable mention, of course. Yeah, uh, John's honorable mention. I go buck wild for the cowboy salsa. Ooh, Ooh mom's yeah, cowboy salsa. Yeah, good. that's a good one. Another seasonal dessert. Well, not really. I mean, a pumpkin bar with cream cheese frosting. Anything with cream cheese so frosting. Good. Or Oreo dessert. That's also a Oh, banger. OD. Forgot about that. But, all right. Any others? Yeah. All righty. Well, I think we're going to wrap up here. That ate up about 45 minutes of our trip, so 
650. Ooh. Gross. Well, hot seat the co-pilot. Hot <laughs> seat the co-pilot. All right. Well, Iowa, Ohio State tomorrow. Cross your fingers. Pray we don't get embarrassed on national television. Uh, basketball season's right around the corner, so we're excited about that. The women are ranked fourth. Men have kind of that same spunk that they had coming into last year. So who knows what we're going to get from them. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. You can follow the show on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's HTR underscore pod. You can follow all of us on Twitter. Mine is Myers underscore Luke. Joey's is Joe Mama 2196 Stins is Myers Austin. Danny's is Daniel Myers 05. Something like that. Maybe. That might might be it. Uh, and you can s- subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and Spotify. Thanks for listening, everybody, and go Hawks. And fuck Nebraska.